Why don't we go ahead and go back to 1 Thessalonians this morning. We're going to be looking at 1 Thessalonians, a verse in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Well, first here, I'd just like to give a word of, brief word of testimony about how Anna and I got to uh, where we are at in life, heading to a country like Burkina Faso. I will spare you the details on Burkina Faso this morning, so you'll have to come to our presentation tonight uh, to get those. And, you know, this is a new, unique crowd. A lot of places I go, I talk about Burkina Faso. A lot of people have never heard of it. But I know that there is a good chunk of people in here that has been through Pastor Swanson's History of Civ class. <laughs> and therefore, at least half of you know where Burkina Faso is. And uh, if you have forgotten, I have no mercy <laughs> on you. But anyway, I got connected to Burkina Faso when I was uh, in undergrad in 2018. I had the privilege of interning with Aquila Daramani, so I went to Ghana, and I lived in Ghana for nine months, and that was such a wonderful opportunity. I'm so glad the Lord opened that door of opportunity for me. I learned so much about missions life. I learned a lot about just my own weaknesses, areas I needed to grow in. But uh, while I was there, since where Aquila is is right next to Burkina Faso there in northwest Ghana, I went up there for four days, visited a missionary there. And at that point in my life, I, I, was, I believed God was leading me to be a missionary in Africa, but I was kind of like Paul there in the second missionary journey, or when he finished visiting those churches he had planted and establishing them in the faith, and then he was looking for where to go next. And if you remember that story there, he thought, well, maybe I can go into Asia. Asia is an area that needs the gospel. And uh, God came to him and he said, no, not yet. You're not going there. So then he tried to go to Bithynia, and God, looked at him, and God came to him, and he said, no, you're not going there. And so I was kind of wondering where to go, and I wondered if Burkina Faso would be that place. But, uh, you know, Burkina Faso is an interesting nation. It is a nation that is in a crisis point in its history. The vast majority of people in Burkina Faso are peace-loving people, but unfortunately, uh, they are struggling with a... Islamic insurgency that has killed many people and displaced perhaps uh, two million. Maybe two million people have had to run from the place they call home. And uh, so as I, as I was going to seminary, I continued to watch that situation, and eventually I got to the point where I decided, you know what, I don't think I can go there. That place is not for me. So I found myself stuck again, wondering, okay, where in the world am I supposed to go? <laughs> and I remember one day in particular in the HQ, the Lord, I was staying in the HQ at that time, I was there in the basement, and the Lord did a work in my heart with the verse Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And the Lord just, he ministered to my heart, and he said, look, I promised that. You need to trust me to actually do it. And you know, that is the only acceptable response to promises like that that God gives in his word. And it wasn't too long after that that I had a conversation with one of my mentors, and he, in so many words, looked at me and said, look, your vision is too small. You should not give up on this idea yet. 
And I wasn't convinced right away. And I did pray much about that, think a lot about that. But eventually I got to the point where I was, where I was willing to say, okay, God, if you keep a door open, I will go. And uh, to this day, we do have an open door there, so we are going. Amazing how simple that is. Uh, <laughs> but I tell you that story to simply highlight a very sobering fact about our world today. You know, this is a great place to come and prepare for ministry. I truly believe that, especially if you're headed into missions. I love the emphasis here on completing the Great Commission, taking the gospel to where it has not gone. But if you wake up and if you look at the world around you today, many of the unreached regions of the world are exactly that because they are difficult, if not dangerous. The gospel does not go there because it is hard to go there. And, uh, you know, while we're just getting started here in our, uh, our missionary endeavor, but I have heard the stories of other missionaries, young and old, and the fact is Satan is perfectly capable of throwing some things at you that uh, will shake you up. And he's perfectly capable of throwing things at you that will make you want to quit, to give up. And no one understood that better than Paul. Matt, Matt Kelly read 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. We heard about, of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, we heard about the wonderful work that God did there. But then we get to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. And Paul says in verse 1, he says, For yourselves, brethren, know our entrance unto you, in unto you, that it was not in vain. And then note this, but even after that we had suffered before and were shamefully entreated. As ye know, at Philippi, we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. You know, it's easy to sit here and think the completion of the Great Commission is a great idea. That sounds good. But the fact is, if that is actually ever going to happen... There are, some, there are some people in this room that are going to have to face some very difficult circumstances. And that requires courage. And you know, so many times we do not obey God. We don't follow God's leading for just that reason. We're afraid. But I find this verse very powerful and very interesting because Paul tells us the solution to fear. And if you walk away with one thing from what I have to say this morning, I want it to be this. Just as the solution to your sin, to your guilt, was in God. Just as the solution to the power of sin in your Christian life is in God. The answer to fear is also in God. You know, danger and difficulty is not something that's new to the people of God. One thing I have come to love about the Bible, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but a lot of your Bible is what we call historical narrative. And basically what that means is God saw fit as one of the channels of revealing himself was to record for us the history 
of how he brought the plan of redemption to pass. And, you know, we meet all kinds of interesting people in the Bible. Different men, they lived in different times than we do. They lived in different cultures, but nevertheless, they were men like us. They were people just like us. And God had various missions for different people as he brought about his plan of redemption. Ben mentioned Joshua. And, you know, over and over and over again, we read about people of God that faced difficulty. And some of them responded in faith and some of them did not. But always, always, God proved himself greater than the situation they were facing. Ben mentioned Joshua. Paul's testimony was, I found courage in God. I could keep going, even though we suffered at Philippi, I could keep going because we found courage in God. Well, what does that look like? You know, Joshua gives us a great example of that. Joshua 1.9, God says to Joshua, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. Why? For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. God told Joshua, You do not have to be afraid of those enemies you are facing, because I am with you. Now, the only reason that could be comforting is because of the character and ability of the person that said that. Now, Brother Matt, what do you mean by that? Well, let me put it this way. Let's say you came and visited me in Africa, and I said, okay, come on, we're going to go take the gospel uh, to this village. There's no church there, uh, so we need to go there and preach the gospel. We're going to have to hike through the bush, but we'll get there. Okay, it'll be great. And uh, we're, we're out there in the bush. We're walking through the bush, and all of a sudden we hear a lion roar nearby. And uh, you're scared. And I say, don't be afraid. I'm with you. (laughs) Now, why are you laughing? (laughs) Because you understand that I am no match for that lion. The only reason that would be comforting is if you can run faster than me. But you know, God is not like that. Over and over again in the scriptures, the people of God face trouble. And God never meets his match. We, we, read, we read account after account of difficulty after difficulty. And as we read through the scripture, it is as if God is saying, I'm bigger than that. Oh, and I'm greater than that too. And oh, by the way, this kind of situation, that's no problem for me either. Because I'm God. And you know, we meet all, like I said, we meet all kinds of different people in the Bible and they come and they go. But there's one character throughout the pages of Scripture that is always there. And that is God. And he is always there whether the people in the account recognize he was there or not. God is always present, and he is always greater than the circumstances you are facing, whether they seem to line up with that reality or not. Just as God was God in every situation that Scripture describes, he is God in every situation that you are facing. 
today. And because he's there, and because he's promised his presence, and because his ability and might exceed the demands of the situation, you can trust him, even though you may not see how he will work the situation together for good. So we can take courage in God because his ability and might exceed the demands of the situation, but we can also take courage in God because his faithfulness exceeds the demands of the situation. In Hebrews chapter 13, the writer of Hebrews says in verse 5, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do to me. You know, we talked about this with the men last night in the dorm, but one of the key aspects of the walk of faith is it counts on the faithfulness of God. And again, when you, you may find yourself in situations in life where you can't tell how God is going to work this together for good, but you can count on this. He will. Because he said he would. You know, Ben gave us the thought there that uh, God has called us to something greater, and he truly has. And that is truly uh, one aspect of the grace that he shows on us. We were once the enemies of God, and yet God saved us, he cleansed us, and he took us who were his enemies, and uh, he enlisted us in his service. And what a wonderful thing that is, amen? But, uh, and again, I don't know what God has for each and every one of you. But uh, I can bet on this, you will encounter difficulty. Because this is a wicked old world and it is getting worse every day. But, take courage. Because God is still God, and he is just as faithful today as he was in the days of Scripture. And uh, those who trust in him have never been disappointed. I'm going to close here with a word of prayer, and then, Pastor, you come and proceed how you feel. Uh, Lord, I thank you so much that you did not leave us in the dark concerning who you are but you gave us your word. And Lord, I ask that you would work in our hearts this morning and that you would encourage us in yourself. Lord, forgive us of small thinking about you and help us to live by faith in the reality of who you are, the ever-present, the ever-faithful, the ever-good and powerful living God. Thank you so much for giving each of us a place in your service, and it's in your name I pray. Amen.